Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Real Estate Red Zone, brought to you by the Real Estate Center at Texas A&M University. I'm Haley Reeder, Communications Specialist. Today is Wednesday, October 23rd, 2019. On this day in 1883, the new railroad town of Abilene became the Taylor County seat. Taylor County was organized in 1878 with Buffalo Gap as the original seat. When the Texas and Pacific Railway began to push westward in 1880, several ranchers and businessmen arranged to have the railroad bypass Buffalo Gap. The Texas and Pacific Track and Town locator C.W. Merchant apparently suggested the name Abilene after the Kansas cattle town. By 1890, the city had a population of 3,194, and in 2016, it had approximately 122,315 residents. Now on to today's podcast. The third quarter of 2019 has come to an end. So how did the Texas economy and housing market fare last quarter? Real Estate Center Chief Economist Dr. Jim Gaines joins us today to tell us. So thanks for being here. Oh, you're welcome. Good. How did the Texas housing market fare in third quarter 2019? Did pretty well. Uh, the uh, interest rates are down. Jobs are still being created. People are still moving to the state. So we're still seeing a very strong housing market. Uh, sales in general have been up in terms of percent increase year over year. I think for the quarter on a year over year basis, we were up a little over 6%, which is good. It's it's perhaps not as as rigorous a growth that we've had uh, a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. but nevertheless, it's a, it's a very good steady growth rate. Home prices continue to go up. Um, the people are bidding prices up on, a, again, for the quarter. Uh, median price is over $245,000. That's also up a little over 4%. One of the good news, perhaps, is that we are seeing some more people listing properties. So the month's inventory is increasing, but it's it's such a modest amount. It's still a very tight market. In most of our major markets, it's still pretty much a seller's market in the sense that there, there are not enough homes available for sale uh, as people looking to buy. So you just talked a little bit about Texas major metros. So what does the housing market look like for those metros? Well, uh, they're all doing real well. Uh, San Antonio, Austin, Dallas, Fort Worth, Dallas and Fort Worth and Houston uh, are all doing quite well. Uh, The economies there are holding up very well, jobs being created. Uh, Again, interest rates coming down is stimulating some interest. It's also stimulating some more construction. And we started the year, quite frankly, we were nervous about single-family construction in the state. And it's still been kind of spotty. Uh, The construction, new construction market is is still spurred by demand. The problem is on the supply side. The builders are telling us that they're having trouble finding enough developed lots uh, that are ready for building on at the right price points. There are plenty of lots available, but they got to get them at the right price points. Uh, and that's that's a critical issue. The 200 to 300,000 new home market is severely restricted uh, in most of our major uh, markets. Now, you can get out into the uh, some of the smaller markets where land is not quite as expensive and so forth, and you can get into that price level. Uh, if you're in the Houston or Dallas market, uh, new home construction, unless you get really far out 
and into the surrounding counties, it's really difficult to get in that 200, 300,000 uh, price bracket. You're generally in the three to four mm-hmm. price bracket. But nevertheless, the, 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 the world goes on. Yeah. Uh, people are trading uh, home price for commute times. But the, uh, the uh, lot shortage and then labor. Labor has become a big issue. Um, all of the contractors and builders that we're talking to are telling us, yes, you know, I, I just I can't find enough. I could build more houses if I could find more people to build them right. in simple terms. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't put it that way exactly, but that's what they're saying. And, and uh, a lot of them are talking about the competitiveness between the builders to keep a crew if, or subcontractor if they find somebody and not have them hired away right. by, by somebody else. So uh, the big volume builders, for example, they can continue, they can do enough volume of work that they keep labor pretty well occupied. The smaller builders who who are more sporadic are having a lot of trouble finding uh, their labor. So now what's happening along the Texas-Mexico border? That's uh, that's always been a little dif- it's a it's a totally different market. Right. It, it, and in fact, all of the generalizations we make about what's going on in Texas and the major markets, the big markets, uh, don't follow uh, to to the Mexican border. Obviously, all of the trade uh, discussions, uh, the the trade going back and forth, and the economic impact. Uh, and energy that's created by all of the traffic across the border, going both directions, uh, uh, plays a plays a role in there. But in general, uh, as just a general proposition, the housing markets are doing pretty well. Uh, again, the new construction market is down a little bit uh, in terms of the incentive there at the at the local level. But there's El Paso and uh, uh, McAllen, particularly, are doing okay. Uh, for those of you who are listening here to our podcast, I suggest you go and, and uh, check out our uh, uh, report that we put out on the border markets, mm-hmm. and we have more detail there. But they're doing reasonably well considering what's going on uh, in, in the world. And, and I think our expectation is over the, next, over the coming years that the trade agreements will get resolved. Um, the, the Mexico uh, agreement... It's interesting. The Mexican government has has ratified it, but the American Congress has not. Mm-hmm. So we're still basically under NAFTA. We're all of that trade is still going under NAFTA, and and the uncertainty is is the th- is the key here. It's not actually the details. It's just the not knowing what the actual final rules are going to be. Right. So what challenges does the Texas housing market and the economy as a whole face coming into the fourth quarter? The fourth quarter is going to be very interesting. I can tell you right now, statistically, mm-hmm. when we get through with the fourth quarter, it's going to look very good. And okay. the simple reason is fourth quarter last year, interest rates were up, activity was down. It, it, the market kind of declined a little bit fourth quarter of 2018. This year, we're not facing it. We're just the opposite. Interest rates are almost at historical lows. Activity level is high. Houses and, 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 and residential uh, activity is up. So statistically, when we start doing the year-over-year comparisons, mm-hmm. it's going to look even better than really maybe what it was. I mean, it's going to look like we're up maybe, and I'm, I don't know what the statistics will be, but maybe it'll say we're up 10% in sales, where the reality is it's not the sales went up so much as just compared to the sales being depressed a little bit 
last year at the same period of time. So with that being said, I'm warning everybody, just look for those statistics to be a little bit misleading on the high side. But what they are still going to indicate, nevertheless, is that uh, the housing market and throughout the state, for the most part, uh, is still going to be pretty strong, particularly in our major mar- and And when I say our major markets, not only the big four MSAs, but just about all of the MSAs, with maybe one or two exceptions. We are seeing a considerable slowdown out in Midland and, and uh, Odessa. The energy market has slowed down considerably. Those housing, the housing market out in those two market areas and other, other similar areas that are so energy dependent, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to see a marked slowdown. And that'll be real. The, 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 the energy and the stimulus from the energy sector just isn't going to be there uh, here. It's, it's coming down. And leveling out is what it's really doing. Uh, so those markets won't look quite as good. Uh, and that's to be expected. They, I mean, they were, they were out of sight here for the last two or three years. And right. now they're just coming back. And it's interesting talking to the folks out there. They knew it was coming. They kind of know it's coming because they're used to these cycles of ups and downs uh, tied to the price of oil and the energy and the, and the drilling activity and so forth. So they kind of knew it was coming, and it's not a big surprise to them. And, and then some of the other uh, uh, markets that are also similarly tied to the energy sector. Houston is feeling that a little bit, but it, interestingly, the the slowdown out in the field, out in the Permian and so forth, is actually helping the headquarters in Houston. So the energy sector there, the impact is slightly different. And Houston is such a bigger market that it, it doesn't uh, impact it quite as much uh, statistically. But what we're looking at uh, coming into this fourth quarter, low interest rates, continued demand, uh, houses available uh, in the right price brackets in the right neighborhood are, are going to sell. Uh, days on the market are, are relatively uh, quick. It's not the days of selling it the next day after you list it. Uh, so for those of you listening, if you're thinking of selling your house, you may actually have to wait a week or two or three before you see a contract. <laughs> it won't be three competing contracts the next day. But, but nevertheless, it's still going to be a, a pretty solid market. And I, I think that uh, uh, Texas uh, across the board is still still looking pretty good. Great. Well, thank you for coming on. You're welcome. Thanks again, Jim. If you're looking for more information like this, check out the Real Estate Center's Texas Housing Insight and Texas Border Economy Reports. You can read these two monthly reports on our website for free. You can also sign up to receive email notifications every time these reports are released. We posted links to those on our podcast webpage and in the YouTube description box. We also included a link to all of Jim's recent articles and other podcasts he has been featured on, so check those out if you'd like to hear more. The Real Estate Center's research library includes a wide variety of economic reports and real estate articles. Topics include business brokerages, Texas housing type trends, blockchain and real estate, manufactured housing, Texarkana's economy, and so much more. We included a link to the research library on our podcast webpage. That's going to be it for today's podcast. If you want more from the Real Estate Center, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. You can also check out our website. That's www.recenter.tamu.edu for the latest data, 
research articles, blogs, news, and more. For more podcasts like these, you can subscribe to iTunes or to our YouTube channel. All podcasts are also available for free on our website. Thanks for joining us today in the Real Estate Red Zone, brought to you by the Real Estate Center in College Station, Texas, where we've been helping Texans make the best real estate decisions since 1971. This is Haley Reader signing out. I'll see you next time. Bye.